Ray Lucchese. Welcome to another sponsored episode of the Greybeards on Storage podcast. This Greybeard on Storage podcast is brought to you today by NetApp and it's being recorded at NetApp Insight 2019 on October 30th. We have with us here today Mike McNamara, Senior Manager Product Solutions Marketing at NetApp. Maybe Mike, start and please tell us a little bit about yourself and what's new at NetApp Insight, especially about the AI space. Hey Ray, great to be here. And so a little bit about myself. I've been at NetApp over 10 years now. God, we've known each other for at least nine of those. Yep, in a you know, variety of different roles, as, as you know, Ray. But the current role, it's probably been about maybe 18 months or so, is focusing on AI. And AI at NetApp is one of our key, we call them must-win areas. And I can see that. I understand that AI is coming pretty hot throughout the world, as far as I can tell. Oh, it's, it's impacting all of us, which it's kind of cool because, you know, when you just think of things, Ray, like even our, our phones, right? If you're an Apple user, Siri is, is AI. Oh, God, yeah, Alexa and all that stuff. And, okay, Google, I've got, I've got all that stuff at home, quite frankly. I don't have the Siri thing, but I've got the phone, so it's pretty bizarre. Yeah, so um, so what's new with AI at, at, at NetApp? I know you guys have got a partnership sure. with yeah. NVIDIA and stuff like that. And it was uh, at one of the analyst events, I think, they had a guy there from NVIDIA as well. Uh, Charlie Brown, I think, or Boyle. something? Boyle. Charlie Boyle, yeah, yeah. He's the GM for DGX, yes. Oh, God. So what do you guys do sure. with DGX? Well, I tell you, you know, our, we've had, we have a really good relationship with NVIDIA. Matter of fact, they're actually a key sponsor here at, at Insight. They, they, I saw them on the floor. And, you know, Ray, what's important in this AI space is that not just the video but a big broad ecosystem uh, family that we test and validate with but NVIDIA is certainly extremely key piece because they're that compute piece and they also have a really nice uh, software toolkit. The software stack is yeah, pretty impressive. Yeah, re really nice. So what we've done is we've tested with their DGX platform so they the first platform was the DGX1, and we've done reference architectures. And then, Ray, last year around the March timeframe, we were the first vendor to test and validate with the DGX2. Matter of fact, in our booth here at Insight, we're, we're showing a, a demo demo of that. But we've so what what we will do, Ray, is we'll we'll put together. I think of it as like a recipe. We call it a, a reference architecture, but it's to help the c customer you know, set up, configure, if you're looking for this type of performance, this type of... So from, a, from an AI application perspective, a performance characteristics of like deep learning training or deep learning uh, inferencing, that sort of thing? Yes, exactly. And, and what we do as well, Ray, is that we've been kind of focusing to morphing more now into certain vertical industries. So a key one, is and what actually one we can relate to is automotive in that I have a colleague I work with who's got a Tesla you know what that oh yeah, autonomous yeah. pilot option but but that that's a big one you know autonomous vehicles autonomous I was talking to a customer a little while ago a company called Z Tractor right and they talking about autonomous Tractors. farm equipment yeah oh god yeah 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 did John Deere and all that stuff they've got them all over the place now yeah and think about like if they if they if it goes awry it's just going to ruin your crops but but he was telling me it was interesting when you learn like getting into the business case but he was saying you know the the average the hourly rate rate of a tractor driver is $19 yeah, it's a good chunk of change. California, 25. But he said, but more important than that, he said, you don't need the steering wheel, the seat, 
the seatbelt, the windshield, the what? gauges, what? The, the, the cab. So when you it's factor all camera. that in, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Like yeah, it's yeah. like it's like a lot of cost savings. So so there's a lot of I think it's a nice thing with AI. You know, I think a lot of people there is some concern that it's going to take jobs away. It, yes, it will. But I, I think Ray, it's going to take jobs away, but it's going to create. New, new, new opportunities for other people, yeah. And, and the intent is, you know, have people doing more value-add work. So let me, let me give you another example. Where So at NetApp, I mentioned automotive. So autonomous vehicles, connected cars, a couple of use cases. But another big one we're going after, and this is something we're doing jointly with NVIDIA, by the way, okay. on all these, because they have strong focuses on these, those verticals as well, is healthcare. Oh, God, yeah. Now, yeah. when you think of healthcare, right, the, one of the key ones use cases for AI is the imaging, medical imaging. Yeah, the imaging recognition and, and uh, diagnosis kinds of things. Without question. And yeah. you know, a big problem, and I was really surprised when I, you know, we started a plan for this and get into this, was that, you know, radiologists, there's burnout is extremely high. Matter of fact, unfortunately, suicide. From radiology? From radiologists. Because so, they're seeing all these gruesome images and, and that I, sort of I, thing? Right, there's, there's not enough. And it just, think about how many x-rays, CT scans, MRIs. Today, I yeah. just had an MRI, honestly, a month ago. Really? I'm, I'm having surgery on November 14th. Ah! But Sorry, but, I should ask about that, but we'll yeah. ask about that later. <laughs> yeah, but, but so, Ray, so what's great with AI is that, and we net up, we're working on a solution with NVIDIA. They got a nice toolkit for medical imaging called Clara. Hmm. And so we're in the throes right now of putting together an end-to-end -end architecture, but if we can help a radiologist do their job quicker, more, more effectively, yeah. quicker, easier, it's a it's win-win it's, it's it's, it's, for everybody. It's a win-win like for everyone. So. And it can scale to some extent, because lots of those you know radiologists are, are specialists in that field, so they see a lot of stuff from different hospitals and different, uh, different machines yep. and that sort of stuff. You were talking about the automotive space. I, I just bought a new, uh, new truck. Actually, and uh, it's got more sensors than I know what to do with. It's telling me when, I, when I'm uh, moving out of the lane. It's telling me how close I am to uh, the guy next sure, door to me sure. and stuff yeah. like that. It's telling me when I shouldn't even turn, turn, turn lanes and stuff like that. And it's got, it's got voice recognition in it. It's got everything. I mean, it's, it's not quite there yet. It's certainly not autonomous, but it's, uh, it's taking that sensor information and, and doing a lot with it that you wouldn't think you could have done 10 years ago. And it's doing it on board the the car you know it's it's just amazing what you can do but all that's involved with all the training and stuff that goes on back at the home office on, on machines like DGX1 and DGX2 and stuff so what is a DGX2 is it so it's got it's 16 process GPUs 16 GPUs each GPU has got 2,000 cores or something like, something like that. It's crazy, crazy performance, super, super performance. God, but, that's yeah, impressive. It is, it is. And 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 they've got their own memory interface or I/O interface uh, that that they use to get the data to those systems as fast as possible and stuff like they that. They do, it's, yeah. And they've got it using even InfiniBand inter interconnection just to get that really high speed. Pipe. And 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 the NetApp solution there is is the is the di is the device that's that's providing the uh, the data images and radiological. So, and stuff so like that. From, from a NetApp point of view, Ray, you know, to match up with them and our, you know, our solutions, well, our, our end-to-end NVMe-based solutions, our, our A-series. But you know, Ray, we're not, you know, yes, we, we've got, we have this solution called ONTAP AI, which is AFF and NVIDIA, but you know, we, we also have FlexPod. Okay. FlexPod AI. So if a customer is, so Cisco has a, has a 
essentially a, they're OEMing essentially right. NVIDIA right, with right. the UCS. But Cisco now, we now are offering I've a FlexPod AI. I've never heard of the FlexPod AI. AI. Yeah? When did this come into existence? This came in on, gosh, I want to say maybe, ah, man, a little while ago, several quarters ago. Matter of fact, the rate's here on the show floor. It's on the show floor. It's I should go see it. I, uh, <laughs> so I saw you at the, at the AI booth, but I didn't see the FlexPod guy. Yeah, so that's yeah. interesting. So in that case, it's, uh, it's a UCS with uh, NVIDIA GPU configuration. Yeah, so it's, and then it's all Cisco, of course, with NetApp right. storage, but it's, it's a Cisco UCS. They call it the ML480. Is there machine, machine learning, learning solution? Yep. Yep. Yeah, you, you got it. You got it. So heavy cores, heavy GPUs, heavy uh, heavy I/O and stuff like that. Yeah. You mentioned the all end-to-end -end NVMe stuff. Is that so? It's NVMe over fabric to NVMe disk or SSDs and that sort of stuff. Yeah, exactly. And it's an all-flash solution, right? Yeah, it's N right NVMe to the host, NVMe to to the disk. So latency is excellent. And very the big thing, like with these, you mentioned these DGX servers, all the processors. What we want to ensure is that we are really utilizing that. That DGX needs to be up at 90, 95% utilization. Yeah, it's, it's or, tough or it's to, not. It, it's, and it's 2,000 cores per yeah. GPU, and there's 16 of them in a DGX, too. And it's just, yeah. it's just keeping those things busy is very yeah. difficult, I would so say. So we've, we've tested, just to give you an, an idea of our performance, we've, we've tested, I think it is, up to 11 A800s to one. DGX. What? So, uh, I'm, 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 yeah, 11, 11 yeah. 11 top no, 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 I'm sorry, 11 um, DGX to 1 800. Yeah, okay, so, so okay. We, we, can, we can drive a lot of. Uh, That's great. That's great. And that would be a fully populated 800. Yeah, it would with be. NVMe it, 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 it SSDs. Would be. Yeah, it would be, yeah. Like it would be fully populated. But and yeah. when you say NVMe, that's NVMe over fabric. Is that fiber channel as well as uh, Ethernet? Or is that, it's correct. Yeah, so our solution tends to be it's more over, over Ethernet. Okay. So it's. You know, the, it's more NFS-based. You know, right, 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 so it's history. files level yeah. and stuff like yeah. that. However, but Ray, if we're also testing in the throws right now is our E-Series platform with DGX. And you might ask, okay, so... So E-Series has always been kind of high-performance, high-performance sure. computing kind of solution. So in an AI space, the nail on the head, so. it's, it's providing uh, rapid access to data again, I guess, yeah. right? And the use case sort of there is what we're looking at. Customers who require an InfiniBand connection to the storage. Ah. E-Series is our only platform that offers that. Okay, okay. And parallel file systems. So, so E-Series has a lot of history in that. So when you, those two combinations, you know, the customer wants to do AI, right, they want right. InfiniBand, maybe parallel file system, boom. So it's like NFS 4 point something or something? Like, I, what's a parallel file system? Is well, it their own device? It's like a BGFS. Okay, for yeah, example, yeah, yeah, yeah. Something yeah. like that, yeah, a luster. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah it, those it, guys. It's, it's, HBC, it's from like, the like HPC space. Absolutely, yeah. So what's nice, Ray, is that we've got, you know, we've got a, a portfolio approach, and even like, you know, we. We talk, hey, the, like, the solutions I was just referencing are more core-based, but if you want to do the edge, our HC, HCI platform, the ability to do some inferencing at the edge. So the HCI platform is built on uh, the SolidFire solution, sure, yeah. and, it, and it's also... Using uh, some in NVIDIA cards okay. within, the, within okay. that. Yep, right. so you got the... GPU what's process. the um, what's the packaging for something like that? How big is that? Is that like a server pizza it's a, it's box? Like a, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yep. So it's great. You know, another option for the edge of hey, if customers want to run on tap select on a on a commodity hardware and they want to do some analytics at the edge, we can enable that. If it's right. in the cloud, you know, core uh, cloud volumes on tap, cloud volume service. So 
you know, for us, it's like, hey, Mr. Customer, if you want to do AI in the cloud, check, we got you. You want to do it in the core, we, we got you. But, you know, the ability to allow the customer to choose where they want to start with AI, and then we can, we allow them to, so, through our data movers to move that data. So that data fabric solution that you guys have been talking about for the last couple of years and stuff like that, goes all the way from the edge to core the core cloud. to the cloud, yeah. and it's all pretty much on tap sort of data act sure. act yeah. and, um, access and that sort of stuff. Yeah. Well, that's a pretty impressive. And then even, Ray, add in another portfolio. So say, so we have a, this is a common sort of use case of so a customer, say they're a traditional data center doing AI in a data center, and they want to take their cold data and they want to tear it. Mm -hmm. Storage Grid is a great platform for that. They can use Fabric Pool and automatically tear that cold data off to Storage Grid. Now, Storage Grid is the object uh, storage you, solution. There was some news on that as well this, this week, is, and uh, they've uh, you guys come out with a new Storage Grid appliance, I guess? Yes, yes, yeah. And it's an all-flash solution. All-flash object storage, um, which must be tailored to data analytics and, and AI, AI sure, solutions, because that's yeah. where the need for that sort of data is. And it, it, there's lots of data in there and stuff like that. Well, so you, are you find, you know, I've been playing and toying with this AI space for a couple of years now, and you, are you seeing enterprises starting to actually use it? I mean, obviously the big guys, Apple and, and, and Google and Amazon are doing big stuff with it, but are you know, normal companies these days starting yeah, to take advantage of it? Yes, yes we are, Ray. We're seeing a, a, lot, of, a lot of interest in it. And right now we've, we've got over, over 50 customers no kidding. right now installed worldwide, and I tell you, Ray, we've got... And this is the DGX uh, yes, architecture? Sir. Yeah, so I'll just, without, I'll, I can mention a few names, but without mentioning a few, let me just... Vertical, broad, yeah. Like, say, yeah. Give you. So, uh, of course, auto, I talked to Automotive, so we're right. a big automotive manufacturer who is using us for autonomous vehicles. That's great. We've got another big telco, can't say the name, but what they're using us for is for predictive maintenance and chatbots. We've got a biopharma company that's using that NetApp NVIDIA solution so when you say for something genomic like, sequencing. What? Genomic yeah, sequencing? Yeah, so think of geno you know, DNA. That's process, that's data heavy, intensive. heavy, heavy data, heavy, heavy performance. Yes, yeah, yes, so. yes. And what do they do with the AI? They're trying to ascertain what the uh, the DNA They're does? Trying, yeah, the trying protein? to look at DNA and, and match and look at, you know, Streams and streams and of see it. what see what the DNA is doing and yeah. seeing and seeing how it plays out. I was going to go back to one thing you had mentioned there. I'm trying to think. It was automotive. It was uh, telco. Yeah. And it was predictive maintenance. So how do they do predictive maintenance with AI? And so they're taking all their support data to some extent and trying to say, okay, given this support situation, this is the type of problem that they were having. Sure. Yeah. So now they can start training a, an AI model based on that data and say, hey, you're going to see this in like 20 right, minutes right. or something right. like that. Exactly. And think, think about it, Ray. It's not just telco. It, you know, just about anybody. Just about right. any, any you guys industry. as well. Airlines, us, right. Right. Well, our active IQ. You yeah, want to talk it, about this it, active it, IQ. It, it, I've heard using, more about active IQ. That's, that's using AI and within that, yes. I heard more about Active IQ this week than I have in the past. Um, yeah. Lots of discussion about workloads and, and using Active IQ to understand customer workloads and, and what's happening in, the, in their sure, sure. environment and uh, trying to optimize, uh, I would say, ONTAP or any other solutions to, it, to deal with that. Absolutely, better? what like in a great use case of that, Ray, is that say you're a customer, you know, Active IQ, it can look Look at your environment, how you've been using it. It could say, you know, Mr. Customer, if you turned on compression, you're likely to see 
this percentage improvement or you turn on space, so, so yeah. it's kind of great right i mean it's telling you you turn it on this is the benefit you're going to see so yeah you can turn it on or not but this is what right, you see right, you know but, if you want right. to try it this yeah. is how we predict that sort of thing so the same sort of thing from a telco perspective if they want to configure so many towers or something like that sure, this is sure. the type of drop calls you'll see or not drop calls yeah. and stuff like that but you know, to be honest though, Ray, like you were asking too, how is it, so AI is just taken over, but you know, I was ta talking to a few customers recently, and what they were saying is, I'll give you one example of Macy's. And what was Macy's was, there's two, two use cases. One was, think about facial recognition, and allowing women to see what different shades of, of makeup would look oh, like. Oh, so they would actually apply different types, types of, of shades, uh, right? Uh, so yeah, yeah. you know, they scan your face. And, all right, this is what this shade. However, you know, the woman was saying, product manager I was speaking with, was saying, yeah, it, it's it's good, but it, it isn't perfected yet. You know, we we've still got some some work to do. And right, I was right. talking to a gentleman from Amazon, and again, they're using facial recognition, but it was for to look at your expression when you when a product pops up into. To see if there's a, yeah. a correlation between correlation. purchase or, right, or right. your your emotion or something yeah. like that. But he was saying it's not you know it's not not perfect yet. It's still we're still working, but it's only going to get better, right? But it's kind of cool. You were saying on the floor there's actually facial recognition that gives you an oh. <laughs> indication of your emotional state. Yes. If no. You, if, if if you walk by our booth, we're, we're showing an implementation where we're running on tap our on tap software on this little Nvidia card. It's called the Jetson Nano. Yeah. There's a, there's a camera. We're running some uh, camera software and we're in TensorFlow, so it's pretty cool. Yeah, it will scan your face and it will tell you your mood, your gender, and your age. I don't, I don't want to hear that. I don't <laughs> want to hear that. Well, the good news is we're actually purposely going a little bit lower on the age. That's so. good. That's good. That's good. Well, I was, I was thinking what I would look like with a, you know more hair on the top, stuff like that. Yeah. But that's a different discussion. Well, let me let me tell you a cool story, Ray. <laughs> an actual customer, customer I can mention. So we have a customer, it's called Cambridge Consultants. Now they the are a customer, guys, right? but they're also a partner of ours. Okay. And they've got a lot of expertise that we partner them more from a consult from AI consulting. They're a very, very forward thinking company, but and they've recently released a press release on this. And so they have a solution, right? It's called Basile AI. And the problem that they're trying to solve with AI and built off of a NetApp NVIDIA solution or ONTAP AI solution is this, is that in a lot of emerging countries, tuberculosis or TB is a big issue. Now here in the United States, we don't we don't think, right? right TB it's not is not as big a deal here. But, but Ray, like 5,000 people a day die of TB in the no world. Oh shit. Is that crazy? I'm sorry. No. <laughs> so what, what they've done, Ray, is that, so they've, they've created a, an, an algorithm and to enable a physician in, sort of out in the field. So what they physicians have to do is they're, when they're counting TB cells, they're using a, a microscope, and it's very, very tedious. Counting like blood cells, yeah, uh, sort types of like, or yeah, something cells, like that? Yeah, right, yeah, and it's, yeah. it's, it's very tedious. There's hundreds they're counting. Takes a long time. There's a lot of chance for error. So what they've created as a solution was just taking a, a standard micro, a microscope that a physician would use, put a smartphone on, on top of it, on top with an app. No and kidding. It's, they've got a... a DL deep learning algorithm written that will count those TB cells, count them, put it into a dashboard, come up with some analysis, significantly saving time oh my and effort of yeah, physicians yeah, yeah, in the field. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's, it's, it's impressive. Example. So that sort of an application is is characterizing the cells as being 
TB or not TB and counting the cells, which is important. putting that information into another database and, and, and trying to interpret that information to see what sort of percentage sure, likelihood sure. Of, of having TB and that yeah. sort. All done with a smartphone app and a microscope. Is that, great? Is that awesome? Yeah. Yep, and it that's that's real impressive. Yeah, I, you know, my son, I, we do some uh, robotic stuff, and they're using smartphones and our robots. But the smartphones has got more computing power than you can think of. It's got more sensors there. If you could, you know, taking advantage of something like that in this sort of situation, it's just one example, right? Yeah. I mean, of tuberculosis, but there. Yeah. Probably a thousand blood diseases that could be very similarly uh, use that sort of technology to do that sort of thing. Yeah, it's, it's, and it's, we've got it's another, impressive. We have a, a partner in our booth, and you know, I mentioned our ecosystem, and we talked about Nvidia, but also a lot of these independent software vendors. So, as an example, I mentioned genomic sequencing. Well, there's a vendor we've tested with called Parabricks. That's what they they have the the genome sequencing software. Okay. That's GPU based. And we, we would partner with them and offer the customer, hey look, you've got the software, you've got the infrastructure from NetApp and NVIDIA, you've got your end-to-end -end solution. But in our booth, we have a, another company called OmniSide. And what's kind of cool is what they're showing is, they went and took six years of data from the US Coast Guard of all the coastal shipments over six years in US coastal waters. Really? Take a guess how many, how many rows of data that six is. Six years? Okay. I gotta say it's thousands of days, so it's, you know, God, it's hundreds of thousands. There's gotta be a, okay. a million-ish. Well, well, little low, right? It's 11.4 billion rows of data. Is God. that nuts? So, but Ray, but you could never- This is a never, hell of a spreadsheet. <laughs> yeah, but you, you can never do that on a CPU-based solution. No. So OmniSci has got the software 11.4 billion. billion. Six years of, sh this is a shipment per row. Yeah, is, is that crazy? So, but what they're able to do, Ray, is take $11.4 billion, analyze it using NetApp, you know, video, crunching it, and then just putting together a nice dashboard so the Coast Guard can make, look at it and say, all right, you know what, we've, we've got, you know, issues off the coast of Florida, you know, over the years we've been seeing from October through September, we get some, some bad, sort of, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it it yeah, just yeah. makes some, makes some. More um, sensitive to the flows of yeah, the traffic yeah, and, and trying to, to understand where they might be able to and, intervene better. And the exactly, that and you know, the Coast Guard is, they're budget crunched, you know, and they don't have a lot of resources, so this will help them better deploy their resources in the areas that truly they can get the most most bang for our tax dollars. That's interesting, that's yeah. interesting. And that's all via the, the DGX solution and that sort of stuff? Yeah, it's, it's running on DGX, running on NetApp, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah so it's, it's almost like in the last half a dozen years or so, this deep learning stuff has come out of the, out of the research labs, starting to be deployed in, in various companies and stuff like that. It's just amazing what, what they can do with it. I mean, and it's all with the data. It's quantification of the data, understanding what, what that data means at some level and providing that information to a deep learning algorithm and training it to, to do that automatically for you. It's, yep. it's just impressive how yeah, this all stuff gonna works. It's just going to become more and more ingrained in our, in our everyday life. But you know, Ray, It's becoming commonplace almost. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and everyone, even like at this show, Ray, like folks who maybe they're a, a storage admin or a cloud architect, you know, and maybe they're not right now working on an AI, but they know what's coming. And yeah, so yeah. they're stopping by and saying, you know, I know I'm gonna to need to learn about this. I know I'm gonna probably get some responsibility and I have to own some of this. A lot of it's been, you know, the data scientists and the data engineers are a key key folks in this world. Part of that, but, part but of that ecosystem. Of, yeah, yeah, but yeah. the line of business owners are saying, hey, 
You know, whether it's marketing or finance, hey, I, I need to bet. I need to get better insight. I need to utilize AI to better understand my business. Right. Mr. Data Scientist or Mrs. Data Scientist, Data Engineer, I need you guys to help me yeah, create yeah. some models. And so you guys do professional services in that space as well. We do. We do as well. Correct. Yep. And you know, and Ray, we also actually just I mentioned ecosystem just recently. You know, we have a, if a customer wants, we just announced last week a partnership with a company called Flexential. Hmm. And their whole approach is a is like a try and buy. No kidding. So if you want to try it, you, you, you can go ahead and do it. We, we have another partner called Core Scientific, and it's an AI as a service model. No kidding. So, and then we have an, a third one called Scale Matrix, and they've got this mobile data center. So there are different options right here. So if you want to... If a customer wants to get involved with AI, there are You're these kidding me, I can hire AI as a service kind of company to sure. come out, take a look at my data and say, you know, this is the kind of stuff we can do for you yeah, if you're right. interested. And if, if you don't want to get involved with the, I don't want to. I don't want to do the actual I work. To, I don't need to get a DGX rock going. If, right, I right. want someone else to, to, to have the infrastructure and I just want to use that infrastructure when, when I need it. So, right. you know, it's a model that might be applicable to some folks. So, right, right. so it's, so the, what we're getting as a as an industry more creative to help the customer deploy on their these AI, to AI AI deep learning yeah. uh, solutions and that sort yeah. of stuff. Well, Mike, this has been great. We're coming to the end. Is there anything else you'd like to say to our listening audience about uh, what NetApp is doing in the AI space? Sure. I would just say you know stay tuned. We're, we're continuing to invest in in this area. You know. A couple of the key use cases we're focusing on, as I alluded to, are automotive, healthcare, financial services, retail. But we're continuing to produce content and collateral. So if check our website, it's just it's, it's simple. Netup.com forward slash AI. <laughs> forward slash AI. Yeah. That's interesting. You mentioned financial services just for a second here. It's it's credit uh, fraud detection. Oh, big time. Stuff like that? Big time fraud detection. Matter of fact, Ray, that's the use case we are right now testing on. But think about it, right. Uh, our, our credit cards. Yeah, you know, yeah. There yeah. are companies I have discovered that they're always looking at our, it happened to me, looking at our transactions. And if seeing something is something's looks, going looks weird. Awry, you know, yeah. you've been spending too 50, much time 50, in, in, in Vegas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right. All of a sudden, it's like three two thousand dollar spikes. Yeah. Whoa, wait a minute. It was a minute. good party, actually. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. That's bizarre. Yeah. You know, I was I was driving towards. I was doing a college tour kind of thing with my son, and and yeah, I got nailed in the, in the middle of Iowa, and, and they they wouldn't accept my cart, and they said, "Got to call your 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 credit oh, card sure, vendor because sure. you need to inform them that you have been traveling and stuff." Yeah. It's it's very interesting how much stuff has gone. Yeah. Well, Mike, this has been great. Thank you very much much for being on our show at NetApp Insight. Thanks to NetApp for sponsoring this podcast. Next time we'll talk with another system storage technology person. Any questions you want us to ask, please let us know. And if you enjoy our podcast, tell your friends about it and please review us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify as this may help us get the word out. That's it for now. Bye, Mike. All right, thank you, Ray. All right, until next time. Thank you.